Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho and I'm your host for this episode. Now, in each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. And we'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. So we hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Now today, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, how to raise a strong daughter. We are continuing our focus on women this month and we have with us uh, today um, mother and daughter team. They are the Sims. (laughs) <laughs> not the Simpsons, um, and uh, you know, I was just catching up with them. Uh, Cheryl Ng, the mom, is no stranger to us because, uh, in fact, Cheryl spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, working with us at Focus on the Family, and she's been doing lots of uh, training and teaching on our behalf. I mean, she, she teaches in, uh, you know, in her own school uh, outside of Focus, but she's been uh, training on parenting, work life, and so she is a parenting expert. <laughs> uh, but today, she's also mom, and she's going to start with share uh, today on being a mom to four grown-up daughters. And uh, it's been a while since I saw her youngest daughter, who is with us today, uh, who's already in her 20s. My goodness, how time flies, but, and how we are reminded how old we are. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Cheryl and Darian. And, and maybe just for a start, uh, Cheryl, I'm going to get you to introduce you know, your youngest baby, not a baby anymore. Yes. Hi, Jill. Darian is here with us and uh, she's always a joy to have. She's actually in her early 20s and she's reading English literature in NTU. Hello. (laughs) Is this your first time like appearing on like some kind of interview with your mom? Yes, it is. Um, Usually my dad's the one who joins her on more marriage focused Uh, uh, interviews, but this is the first time I'm here. Okay, I, I'm not sure like whether we gave you a choice like which daughter to bring along to talk about how to raise strong daughters. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, anyone who's available and because she's still a student, so she has a bit more time. Ah. And we do want to talk a little bit about you know, this whole idea of what it means to be a strong young woman. Um, even before we talk about raising a strong daughter, right? What, 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 what are we looking at when we are talking about you know, a strong person? Yeah, and so maybe Sherry could share with us. I mean, um, I guess bringing Darian yes. <laughs> today, there's something about her that will have you think that she is a strong daughter. Yeah, she's definitely, uh, she has very strong opinions and uh, <laughs> I appreciate her opinions and I learn a lot from, from her as well. Um, for me, actually, I always think that people say a woman is typically, the, she's described as the weaker of the two sexes, the, the fairer of the two sexes. And... Um, However, she has also been said to be stronger than a man because she has the ability to withstand the pain of childbirth. Well, so this concept of the strength of men and women is really rather um, debatable. So in this debate, um, I would like to put in my uh, thoughts is that um, I really picture the strength of a woman as an iron hand in a velvet glove. So her inner strength is clothed by her dignity and grace. And I see that a woman, she reveals her heartfelt values and her convictions in how she conducts herself in consideration of those around her. This makes her strong. Darian, would you agree? I mean, you represent the the younger generation. I mean, are there different views? 
I would definitely agree that part of being a woman is to both be a capable person, but more than that, to be someone who reaches out to others, who is um, kind and empathetic and also passionate. Uh, I think in current pop culture um, lexicons, there's this tendency for uh, the idea of a strong woman to come with the tendency to shed feminine traits, you know, to lean into more masculine identities. Um, you might see, you know, for example, superheroes, they would be people who are very um, action-based. But I think that, uh, I think actually femininity is something that I believe should be embraced as part of being strong because women are not in, uh, strong in spite of who we are, but because of it. Mm. And we're not talking about like strong in terms of being just like overbearing mm. or um, maybe even aggressive. Uh, I mean, I think may maybe in, in the past and particularly, you know, as, as you were explaining, Cheryl, uh, I'm reminded of maybe in more traditional views of the, the, the woman who's supposed to be quiet and meek and gentle and in the, uh, remain unseen or in the background in the house. But obviously in today's world, we have a, a, a lot of working mothers, right? We have successful career women um, and perhaps maybe even kind of gone to the other opposite extreme where strength is seen as your type A personality, you know, the boss woman who kind of talks down to everyone. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess like when we're looking at, you know, how do we build this... Uh, traits of strength in our children, what are we looking actually at nurturing in them? I think when we want to build strength in our children, we really need to first ground them in values. So the values are important. Then we allow them this uh, space to actually discover for themselves. So actually, I really want to give my the children this ability to be independent. So it, it means that I give them opportunities to discover many new things in the environment, in the world. And then with that, I also give them the freedom to make their own decisions based on the values that we have inculcated in them. And something I'm, I've been thinking about was that um, uh, I believe strongly in education in every way. Yeah? So for me, um, I, when my kids were young, um, there was no tuition for them. But what was really important was that they took music and they took uh, dance, as in ballet, because they are girls. And this will help them to develop the different aspects of themselves, uh, the ability to just um, uh, use music to express themselves or to use dance and movement to express themselves. So they, they did all kinds of music instruments, and uh, I think Darren even did uh, ballet and tap, yeah? And she did violin, piano, and so on. Yeah, so, but I also gave them this uh, uh, freedom to decide when they wanted to stop or how far they wanted to go with uh, this uh, learning. And so different ones of them have different uh, uh, um, journeys. So like Danielle was uh, at the final, the, the end, she was able to dance Swan Lake uh, uh, at the recital and her father was so impressed at what he saw. And Darren herself actually finished grade eight uh, in her ballet. Yeah, but uh, uh, another one of the girls, she decided that she was not a performer. And after grade five, she says, Mom, I've enough of the stage, no more ballet for me. And we allowed her to stop. I mean, Darian, you're at the receiving end of all this, right? <laughs> and being the youngest particularly, I guess you can see it in your, your elder sisters, but, you know, and this, this day and age growing up, right, people have a lot of uh, perceptions about, like, what's appropriate for gender or not to box people up, you know? So, uh, I know you exposed your girls to, to ballet. I mean, would that kind of, you know, just totally go against the grain of what it means to be a, a strong woman in this day and age? Because, you know, you're kind of, con I don't know, maybe conforming to gender stereotypes or whatever. 
I guess the thing is that there's nothing wrong with doing things that aren't traditionally feminine. I don't think that that should be the antithesis of being a strong woman because, like I mentioned earlier, being a strong woman is not, you know, saying that, okay, I'm going to do all these things which are uh, the non-gender conforming sort of um, activities. Why not be strong and be a ballerina? If you've seen, you know, actual ballerinas, um, these people are incredibly <laughs> strong. Yeah, <laughs> both literally and, uh, and I'm sure in, in personality. Yeah, so you know, just because you do something that is maybe more girly, it doesn't make you um, not a not a strong woman. Oh, good yeah, point. yeah, good point. <laughs> did Did you see kind of differences? Like, I mean, as a parent, and we're trying to kind of. Um, in a way, finding out, you know, what uh, the potential in uh, mm -hmm. our children and bringing that out of them, right? Because you're describing how, you know, even just in the area of dance, they kind of already had or showed different interests. Yeah. Um, how, how do we just, how do we go about <laughs> doing that when you have more than one kid? I think when we're raising the children, it's really important to uh, know each of them individually, which is really about their uniqueness. And then from there, we actually help them to develop their uniqueness into a, a trait that they can actually be proud of uh, and uh, to just find their own way in the world. So I see like my eldest, she's actually a, a leader in her own right. I don't know whether it's because of her birth position, but she's always like forging ahead to find new ways and uh, new challenges for herself. Even with her in her marriage now, with her, together the husband, they are just finding new ways to do things and that is really uh, inspiring. And then I have a, a second daughter, she's totally different. For her, she's adaptive. She finds that in any situation she is, she's willing to just adapt and uh, find ways to do things. She doesn't have to force her way through. Um, and then the, there's a mantra of the third one. She likes to say, well, I will put my foot down in things that matter. In things that don't matter, I'm all right that others decide. And then I have this youngest who really is creative, uh, and uh, really unique in that because she chooses her own path. I think maybe she would uh, explain too that uh, even though she's the youngest of uh, four children, she doesn't actually follow what her eldest uh, sister do, uh, but uh, she chooses her own path. Do you ever feel compared to your sisters? or? Yeah, definitely. Um, growing up, I found myself often compared and comparing myself to my sisters. Um, I used to assign little like monikers to each of um, my sisters. Actually, like, I'll call my like privately. <laughs> yeah, but my elder sister was like the smart one. Sure? Yeah, Do they know. Um, yes, yeah. Oh, they know about that. Okay, so you can share them. Um, not not bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the elder sister was like the smart one. The second one was the pretty one. Um, the third one, she was like the very reasonable one. And I always felt myself kind of lacking and I didn't know what I was, you know. I, I didn't know what my place was. And it also didn't help that my sisters all had very similar interests, especially because I think um, they were growing up a bit more similar life stages, perhaps. So they all had a lot of interest in makeup and fashion um, far, um, far before I did. So I was devoting my time to like comics and movies and TV shows. So I often found that I would talk, for example, very, very long about things I was very interested in, and then they would just tune off. <laughs> She's yeah. the media encyclopedia. Yeah, because uh, it was completely out of... Um, um, their, their hobbies completely out of their wheelhouse. Um, but now that I'm older, I can see that I do have my own strengths. I can see that there are different parts of me that I really come to appreciate that, um, uh, that I don't have to see myself in a lack uh, or, or even see my sisters in a lack, that it's not comparative, you know, just because this thing is something they have, this thing is something I don't, that doesn't make um, anyone stronger or weaker to that, to that uh, extent. Um, yeah, their fortes do not diminish my own and I can just carve out my own space in my own areas. 
So Cheryl, if you could give your youngest daughter a moniker, what would it be? I think really that she is the creative uh, vanguard of the family. Ah, so you're the creative one. <laughs> I, I like to hope so. <laughs> How would you say that your mom has influenced you know, your idea of um, womanhood? I think one thing I've always appreciated about my mother is that she's always tried to, in a sense, have it all. Um, and I mean this in the best way, um, in the sense that, you know, growing up, um, she brought us up basically by herself. I mean, of course, with my father, we had some help from um, the grandparents, but, you know, she didn't have a lot of external help. Um, so she raised four, four of us by herself. She also continued to have a career, even um, while raising us. There was a time, of course, that, you know, she took more part-time work and she um, lessened her workload so that she could focus on us. But definitely she sought to have her influence in these both areas. And in fact, um, you know, last year she even completed a master's program. So what that has done is that it's really modeled for me that, you know, it's not about choosing one area. It's not about having to only be, um, uh, only be, be able to pursue a single part of your life, but really that, you know, so long as you um, make plans for it, you know, so long as you have that support system, um, that indeed, yeah, you can have it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least what you have identified as all, right? right yes. <laughs> within reason. Yes, within <laughs> Without reason. killing ourselves. That's right. I think that's very important. Um, I, one thing I've taught my children is about choices. Mm. So we can identify what's important to us and we make our choices from there. And you mentioned earlier, Cheryl, that you know, it starts with you know, just being grounded in those values. And I guess the values would determine uh, in, a, in, in pretty much... A, a quite definitive way, the kind of choices we would pursue, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think when I raised the children uh, with Andy, of course, uh, we're actually very good uh, partners. So we uh, discuss everything and we have the same direction. So I'm very glad for partner that, uh, you know, my husband, we, we can work together in raising the children. So I think most important for us is that we teach our children values so that they can make value-based choices. So how do we do this? I think one of the first things we do is uh, to really have a mission statement for the family. That gives the children direction, gives the family direction, and the parents direction as well. Because I think as parents, you need direction to guide the children, uh, especially with your first uh, child. Yeah, so, um, well, our mission statement, when we talked about it, when Darian was just about four years old, she actually uh, summarised it for us all. We said, what does our family stand for? She says, mom, it's about to love, to care and to share. And it's fantastic because um, even as we develop on that as a family, we, we base it on biblical principles that uh, it's always about uh, extending ourselves in love. Yeah, so, but some other things that we felt important was uh, we felt that learning was an important element in our family. You need to learn continuously so that you can grow. And, but in this learning, we have creativity and fun. Maybe that's how Darian also developed her sense of uh, creativity and fun. She's the funnest of all. Yeah. <laughs> Not funny, just fun. Yeah. And, um, and for Andy and I, we believed in fulfilling our children's potential, as in for them to fulfill their potential, um, to, to give them the ability to see what they can do best in and they can make their choices. So like we said, this could be in dance, in the, in the course of study, uh, like uh, Danielle pursuing law, and then the, the two younger ones, uh, the, the two middle ones, both doing communications. So I suppose it's because they're all very um, proficient in the English language. Because yeah. you're an English language teacher. Yes. <laughs> Although it's interesting, people always ask me, how do I teach them? I say, 
I don't ever teach them English. It's just, I suppose it's always family culture. I'm not a musician, so my, none of my kids are musicians. <laughs> yeah. And there Were is, you a ballerina? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I am not. <laughs> That's why we I love dance. Actually, I'm, no, I'm a Chinese dancer. I danced all the way till I was 18 years old. And now I do ballroom dancing with daddy. Okay, oh, so yeah. it kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Darian is also doing English. She's a great writer and she speaks well. Yeah, so uh, with all this, but I think when we tie up all this in our mission statement, what's important is that we taught them that we have to impact our community because we don't live alone. And the better the community around us is, the better for us to live in it. Yeah, so we teach them that they have to make a difference in their world. I think the second thing that we put in place was that there must be boundaries. For us, what it means is that they are non-negotiables. They always joke that these four non-negotiables start with Ds, just as their names, their names all start four with start with yeah. Ds. Yeah, so, but we say it's actually it's just the opposite, right? So these are non-negotiables, that they cannot show disrespect, they cannot be disobedient, they are not to be dishonest, and they should not be destructive. So for these, they will be severely punished. Yeah. And then um, with these two things in mind, the mission statement and the boundaries, we also relate them to practical application in their current situations. So for example, in the current uh, stage, yeah, even as they were growing up, when they uh, talk or make comments to each other or to make comments on the media, social media even, um, so we ask them to use this uh, T-H-I-N-K, which actually stands for, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Yeah, so these are some of the guidelines we use to help ourselves to raise our children according to good values that we believe in. Mm. Darren, do you remember all these things that you, how you've been parented? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something that I talked more with my mom about when I was younger. Um, back when I used to take perhaps more of an interest when I um, would watch TV with her more um, and she'd be preparing her material. So I'd always peek over at her, her laptop and see like, oh, hey, what's this um, talk that you're giving about? Yeah, so back then she used to speak uh, to me more about these things. Yeah, I think nowadays, you know, that we have our own schedules and our own um, things to do, I, I don't have that time with her as much anymore. But yes, these are definitely uh, principles that are not unfamiliar to me. <laughs> yeah. yes. I want to ask a little bit about like uh, passing on this, you know, strength through the generations because uh, sure, actually, you're now a grandma. Yes, very <laughs> exciting journey. <laughs> so you have to reflect on that, you know, strength that maybe your mom nurtured in you and then after you nurtured in each of your daughters and perhaps even how you're beginning to observe your daughter nurturing in, in her child. Yeah, what, what would be, you know, some tips that you would share as to how to pass this strength on from generation to generation? Definitely my understanding of strength is very much influenced by my mum. Yeah, because um, she actually um, was not very educated from her generation. So she would follow my father's lead in areas where he knew better because he was working at MOE, the Ministry of Education. Um, but however at home, she was, very much she was very confident in how she took care of the home turf. So in her own simple ways, she'll make use of resources creatively so that she can actually ensure the welfare of the family and she will support us in our quest, whether we want to like take up badminton so she'll get my father to get us records and things like that. Yeah, so, um, so this kind of a, a strength is like a, being able to uh, manage yourself, being able to manage your environment and your loved one's uh, uh, environment to help each of them grow well. This is really what I gathered from my mom. 
So even as I be, uh, begin to be a part of the raising of my grandson, because uh, he used to come to me like twice a week when he was a baby, all the way till he started preschool, so that I could be a part of his growing up uh, as well. Um, and I asked myself, do I raise this boy differently? And I actually uh, didn't see the need to do that because I felt the guidelines of mission statements, boundaries and practical applications, all these actually uh, regardless of gender or time. So when I raised him, I raised him with these same principles. And I would say that uh, what his mom and aunts, they actually love to do rock climbing, uh, which uh, he will be exposed to in good time. In fact, we just talked about it last weekend uh, during a New Year gathering, that he was going to start rock climbing when he's ready. He's three years old this year. And, um, and, but yet, at the same time, uh, he's very much uh, at home with his mom when they do a cookie baking or he helps to vacuum the floor and so on. Yeah, so these are actually uh, really uh, the, the principles that we live by and we teach our children, we, we raise them by, are really uh, re regardless of gender. So as we raise our girls, we would raise our grandson in partnership. Terry, would you say, describe your mom as a strong woman? Uh, yeah, I definitely would. Um, <laughs> I think... Yeah, something that she's really modeled. Um, you know, she was mentioning about seeing her parents. I think that's what has really shown it for me. Um, yeah, that there, there is a balance that I see in her relationship with my dad, you know, that um, they are partners in the relationship. And I think that's something that's very important. Um, yeah, so she's not just someone who would always defer to him and, and you know, she's not quiet and submissive, but, you know, my mother is willing to um, voice her opinion and she's willing to have an equal uh, stake and, and uh, yeah, her, her equal opinion in the relationship. And, of course, my dad is someone who uh, accepts this, you know, and he is um, willing to do, uh, have these discussions. Yeah, so I think um, being a strong woman is something that I've seen her able to put forth in, in the way that she's had her relationship and then from there also in the way that she's then able to raise us. I think in this day and age uh, when actually a lot of uh, young girls you know, would struggle maybe with their self-esteem issues. I mean, that's one thing that even talking uh, to two of, two of you, I can, I can feel the confidence, you know, the <laughs> self-confidence, the self-assurance. Um, but you know, as, as far as we know and in, in the work that we do, we, we do find that there are young people uh, who are, you know, whose identity is a little bit shaken because of what is being said about them maybe on social media, you know, and trying to find their, maybe their identity and, and what more, you know, the strength as a person, uh, I think can be sometimes quite daunting. Yes. Yeah, so um, maybe just to wrap up, if like there was one thing, uh, Darren, you want to say to the young daughters of today, <laughs> <laughs> and how to become, you know, at the end of the day, a, a, a strong young woman, what would you actually, you know, advise them? Uh, I mean, even if this is just a journey that I'm also going through, I think it's all about finding the strength that you know you have. Um, maybe you're not so good at, say, math, but maybe you are good at um, talking to people. And it doesn't even have to be hard skills like, oh, is this something that will help me um, be, be productive and, and have like a job, that, that sort of um, skill. It could, might even be things or Am I someone who can encourage people? Am I someone who is, you know, there for people? Do I listen to others? And these are also really important strengths that sometimes, you know, society does not think about as much because they are not so um, obvious, right? These are more subtle things. Yeah, yeah not but, so tangible. Or, yeah, exactly. Measure, right? Yeah, <laughs> you you definitely wouldn't be able to um, be hired for being a great listener as easily as you would. Unless you're a counselor. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, but um, when you can find these things about yourself to be thankful for, um, yeah, that's something that you can then, you know, always remember when you're feeling low, when you're feeling, oh, I don't know what I'm good for, but you remember, okay, yes, there are these things, um, that, you know, that, I, that I'm able to do. There are these things that, um, yeah, that, that I have these strengths in. Mm. And it sounds like your mom has been pretty much a large part of your journey and even, you know, discovering yourself and, and, and coming to be who you are today. Yeah. So Cheryl, before we end, I mean, you're the parent expert as well, uh. right? <laughs> if you could share, you know, uh, you, did, you did say that, you know, we were looking at how to raise, uh, whether it be a strong daughter or maybe even a strong son, but strong children, yes. um, it goes beyond, you know, gender, uh, beyond time, right? Uh, and it can be, um, you know, principles uh, that we carry through the generations. Uh, what would be that top key thing to remember? Okay, for me, I would say that uh, as parents, we must remember that each child is unique in character and abilities. So what we need to do is to nurture their nature so that they can make a difference in their world. Mm, that's a good reminder, particularly because you have four. Yes, they <laughs> and are all different. definitely much to, to learn from, from you. And one day we should invite uh, Darian, your dad, to come. I mean, I think... You know, people might be curious to know how do you live <laughs> with, now that we're talking about strong women with uh, four plus one, five yes. strong women. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> he manages so well. And uh, I mean, we just expose them to things that both boys and girls do. So they don't just play with dolls, but they have uh, remote control cars and they all have their EPL teams that they all support. Yeah. <laughs> And, and definitely your dad, I mean, I've met your dad. He's not one to be intimidated. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, overrun by the strong women in the no, home, no, right? No. And, and maybe the husband's out there, the father's out there might, want, might, want, might be keen to know how, how do you do that? Actually, he has great joy uh, just uh, learning to interact with girls as, uh, you know, his daughters. And I think it made, uh, it made him a better man as well. Mm, I know he brought, uh, I don't know whether every single one of you came, but he brought uh, a number of you to date with Dad. Yeah, I think all of us have probably gone really? on it. I, I know I have, yeah, with him. Yeah, I, I recall that he, he at least because he's come four times, right? Yeah. <laughs> I recall seeing him more than two times. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and hopefully to, yeah, I know our listeners out there who might have heard about Focus on the Family Signature uh, event called Date with Dad with where father brings daughter out for a, a very special milestone kind of a one-on-one -on -one time. Uh, we are trying to sort of resume that this year despite COVID. <laughs> uh, and I will let you know about it. So uh, if you want to uh, have uh, more resources, you can actually get access to exclusive family life content on our Telegram channel. You just need to um, uh, look for Thriving Family SG or you can subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter the traditional way, uh, which is at www.family.org.sg slash subscribe. We also have... Um of course, uh, what we uh, uh, avail as our counselling support services or if you just have questions and you want to uh, write to us, you can always write to us at parent at, that's parent, followed by ed at family.org.sg. I want to thank uh, Cheryl and Darian for spending time with us today and just giving a little, a little glimpse into your lives and, and really how um, you guys relate and through that parent-child relationship, you know, bring out the strengths of, I think, both in, in you, Cheryl, as a now grandma yes. <laughs> and definitely I can see it Darian and you as a, a fine young lady so thank you so much for spending today with us thank you it's our pleasure to be here